it's now relatively easy to create breakout rooms in several webinar platforms. Um, but what is the ideal group size for them? Um, in this episode, we're going to see if it's two or 22 or somewhere in between. I was recently in an online meeting where I was placed in a breakout room with about 20 other people, which was a rather unsatisfying experience for me and I assume most of the others in the group. I think I know why they chose to do that, but we'll come to that later. Let's begin by going back to basics. We don't believe that an online meeting is much different from a physical meeting. You'll notice we don't say face-to-face -face versus online meetings, as you can usually still see people's faces in online meetings. So technically they are face-to-face -face meetings. That's why when we talk about the options, we refer to them as physical meetings and online meetings. The question about ideal group numbers is part of the meeting design phase, so we need to be clear about why we're forming small groups in the first place. Let's run through some of the scenarios and discuss the effect of group size. If we wanted to generate ideas, then we'll want small groups of around four people. But remember to allow people to work individually first, to quietly jot down their ideas that come to their mind. The old-fashioned brainstorming method of a group of people excitedly calling out ideas isn't as effective, and we debunked that myth in an earlier episode. To merely share information and receive somewhat limited feedback, you can use larger groups of, say, 10 to 20. But if you want to explore and validate ideas, small groups of about four are ideal. That allows all the participants to feel they've contributed to the discussion and have ownership of the material generated. It also works well to have people work in groups of four and then come together with another small group of four to share and build on existing ideas. Even though the groups are now eight people, the participants have already had the opportunity to share their ideas and thoughts in the smaller group. Um, they now share those ideas with another small group to receive their feedback. You may be wondering how to actually combine two breakout rooms, as that's not a standard feature. Well, Zoom allows attendees to move between the breakout rooms, so long as everyone's using a, a recent version of Zoom, as in version 5.3 and above, and the host has enabled that functionality in the back end. Firstly, explain the process before people move into the breakout rooms by saying that after 10 minutes or however long you choose, you'll broadcast a message to everyone that it's time for groups to join together. You then explain that the attendees in each odd numbered room just need to click on the breakout room icon and move themselves into the next even numbered room. So hopefully the attendees in room one move into room two, while those in room three move into room four and so on. If anyone's unable to do this themselves, then of course the webinar host can move them into the rooms. The trick is that the attendees need to note their room number, such as one, two, three, or four, as soon as they enter their breakout room. They can see this in the top left-hand corner of their breakout room screen. 
So let's dig a bit deeper and explore why four is the ideal group size. Of course, you can have groups larger than four, but the participatory experience for each person will decrease with each extra person joining the group. Uh, you may be familiar with Dunbar's number, often quoted as 150. This is the maximum number of people with whom we can maintain social relationships. Um, interestingly, that number was based on the correlation between the brain size of primates and their average social group size and was later extrapolated to humans. And Dunbar described it as the number of people you would not feel embarrassed about joining uninvited for a drink if you happen to bump into them in a bar. The same Dunbar co-authored a paper with Duncan and Nettle in 1995 that showed that there's an upper limit of about four when it comes to the number of individuals who can engage in spontaneous conversation. As shown in the diagram from their article, the more people that are involved in the conversation, the less the proportion of time that each person is able to speak. Um, so that's been for a group of people having a conversation amongst themselves. Let's change tack and talk about the times when a facilitator guides the discussion instead of people talking amongst themselves. This allows more people to feel engaged and while we're not aware of any scientific studies around this topic, our rule of thumb is to keep each group between 5 and 10 and no larger than 15. Above this number, it gets increasingly difficult for the facilitator to guide the conversation and increasingly frustrating for the participants to feel like they've had an opportunity to contribute. Now, if you have access to more facilitators, then it's better just to split the groups into smaller groups. This is particularly important for online meetings as participants are easily tempted to check their emails or social media feeds when they aren't engaged in the meeting. By the end of the meeting though, they may have caught up on a few emails, but will most likely feel dissatisfied with the online meeting itself. This is why I felt somewhat disengaged in the breakout room that I was sharing with 20 or so other participants, as they are wanting us to actively engage with the topic, but um, they only gave us 20 minutes. That gave each of us just one minute, which wasn't nearly enough time. So now we know if we're going to use breakout rooms in our online meetings, let's keep them small if we want people to actively engage. Uh, four is the magic number, and for every extra participant above that, the less satisfying it will be for all involved. Well, you've heard our thoughts. Now we'd like to hear yours. Add a comment below the blog post and tell us about your experiences with using breakout rooms, including any tips and further ideas about it. We don't want this just to be a one-way conversation. Join in by sharing your thoughts and ideas with us. Thanks folks for joining us on this Enablers of Change episode. Remember to subscribe to our newsletter if you'd like to know when new episodes are available. Um, and if you liked what you've heard, then please tell your friends so they can join the conversation. All the best until we meet again.